0: Hello my friends, Nick Labretti here for JR Cigars and here at JR we are passionate about everything. You want cigars? We're passionate about Romeo, Monte Cristo, aging room. We're passionate about cigar cutters, lighters. We have everything. We are passionate about life here at JR Cigars and only here at JR Cigars. Did, did we get it? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm out here busting my hump. I got Mike Guy in here. Get this freaking camera out of the
1: way. At JR Cigars, we're passionate about everything.
0: Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Masa Sensei.
1: And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, cigar smokers across the globe, Jordan. We are here for episode 331 of Smoke Night Live. We will be talking with Hoya the Nicaraguas Juan Martinez tonight on the show. Jordan, it's gonna be exciting. Got a great studio audience tonight. Let's go check out our studio audience. Look over there. We got Scotty Brayband, Trinity dojo? Cigar Lounge. We got Ryan Miller of Rocky Mountain Cigar Show. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's going on? Glad that you join us. We got Matt Hall over there. Matt Hall, our regular.
0: I have to reach all the way in to say hi. Guys. There
1: you go, Matt. Uh, it's going to be a fun night on the dojo, folks. Uh, get ready. Mark your calendars, because. May 29th, Sunday, May 29th, is our annual Cigar barbecue. And if you're not familiar with Cigar barbecue, here's how it works. Wherever you are in the world, you don't have to be here in the studio, Jordan.
0: You don't, because you never smoke alone. You
1: never smoke alone. All you need is your Dojo Verse app on your phone, you know, uh, get the coals going. Barbecue some uh, some steaks or some ribs or some hamburgers. I don't care what it is. Just get it going on May May 29th, on Sunday, May 29th. Use hashtag Cigarbecue2020, or not, just 22. Cigar Wait a minute. B- hashtag Cigarbecue22. Boom. Every every post you make. And you can win amazing prizes by Drew Estate. Yes, Drew Estate is sponsoring Cigarbecue 2022, it's going to be an absolute blast. We are going to have Mickey Pegg in studio that day, hanging out with uh, All Saints Mickey Peg. It's going to be an absolute killer time. Uh, we're going to have some fun. But you guys can involve yourselves just by, um, you know, grilling, smoking food, smoking cigars, drinking a couple cold brews all day long. And you might win. You might be a big winner. There's going to be some huge prizes that day, so that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, on the show tonight, we will also, after the break, after the break, we'll be announcing the winners of the Freestyle Live con uh, contest. Uh, Daniel R. Uh, Dojo members giving away five Freestyle Live packs from Jewish State, and I have the winners in my pocket. <laughs> Jordan, in my pocket. It's, it's I've, got weird. The, I've got the winners. I know who won. I will yeah. announce those after the break. That's going to be awesome. Thank you to Daniel R. for doing that uh, very, very cool uh, contest this uh, last couple days. There's Matt doing a little uh, video there. Thank you, Matt. Um, so that's going to be exciting. There's so much going on. I can't even believe it. Um, Friday, it's it's Friday Night Hurf. This is what we do, Jordan. Every week, super excited about that. Um, hey Jordan, I don't know. Did, I don't know if you guys are watching the show. Did you guys happen to see the video of Mike Tyson on a JetBlue flight, pummeling that guy? Uh, no. So, so Mike Tyson is sitting there minding his own business on this JetBlue flight, and I think I think he's in San Francisco. He's on an airplane. He's getting ready to fly to Miami, and there's this guy behind him that's just constantly bugging him he's he's bugging him he's 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 trying to get a rise out of tyson and eventually he throws a water bottle at tyson's head and tyson turns around and just starts freaking pummeling this guy i mean i mean literally just pummeling him in the head over and over and over and i'm <laughs> yes. here to tell you guys tonight yeah. i don't know what you guys think but there needs to be more of this in our world there needs to be more of this in our world. You cannot just be a total d-bag bugging somebody nonstop for 15 minutes. We need to get back to this spot in the world where these kind of idiots just get what's coming to them. Yeah. What did you think of that, Jordan?
0: Well, I didn't see it, but uh, well, Jordan, you
1: didn't. I told you to watch the video before I the show.
0: I didn't see it, but yeah. At the same time, you know, this guy obviously wanted to get beat up by Tyson who doesn't now Scotty uh, Scotty Braband. But at the same oh, time it. worth it anyways right like if you got Tyson you got that kind of money you, you anybody who sues you for this for wanting to get beat up by you you beat him <laughs> up and then you pay him out who cares
1: I hope that this guy gets zero Matt what did you think of of the Tyson beatdown in the oh, airplane
0: I watched it I wanted him to hit him more <laughs> I wanted to see more like, he, I wanted to see stitches I wanted to see like all sorts of crazy he got topic.
1: some minor he got some minor cuts and bruises yeah. I want to go to Scotty Scotty you're an old-school farm farm boy like this is this is the way you settle things this is the way you should be able to settle things in the real world this is how I grew up <laughs> it's one of those where it was that literally the definition of talk smack you know it's not you're not talking smack it's you talk Smack. That's what it is, and I love that. Mm -hmm. So that's gone so long, and that's the problem with a lot of social media. People feel like they're free to say and do whatever, and they don't have to worry about any repercussions. And Mike Tyson proved that. You know, like he had that statement. I don't know how it exactly went, but it was like too many people have gone too long with being able to say whatever they want and not getting hit. Now, Ryan Miller, Rocky Mountain Cigar Show, uh, brother, how did you feel? When you saw Mike Tyson just beating some dude down in the middle of a in an airplane there.
0: So unfortunately, I didn't see the video, but oh. I'm going to watch it now. However, I don't know why anybody would want to take a bare knuckle shot from Mike <laughs> Tyson at 50 years old, considering his training video a couple years ago. Like, I'm sorry. I don't millions are not worth the facial reconstructive surgery. Like Tyson said, his greatest quote, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. That's right.
1: That's right, baby. Anyways, uh, that just made me feel really good. That's why I'm so pumped about this show, Jordan. I'm so pumped about this show because I feel like there's some street justice left in this world for crying out loud. So thank you, Mike Tyson, for that. All right, let's get this show rocking and rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had this guest on several times in the past. We're bringing him back because... Not only do we love to talk to him, he's one of the coolest guys in the entire industry, but last Friday we reintroduced Ninja the Hoya Ninja and it is now completely sold out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the executive president of Hoya de Nicaragua, Juan Martinez. Welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friend.
2: Thank you, brother. It's always, always a pleasure and honor to be with you, uh, especially this time, and I have to say that... I haven't watched the the Tyson video but I I understand where you're coming from it gets you pumped to think that uh, I am g- going to go watch it immediately after we're done here man
1: oh it's it's it'll make it'll make you weak my friends it'll 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 get you excited it'll get your blood pumping uh, but what gets me uh pumping my blood pumping is premium cigars and uh, tonight on the show I'm going to fire up one of these just open this uh Just opened this pack a second ago. I've got uh, plenty of these to go. If you didn't get it, it's too late. Uh, They are sold out. So we're going to be talking about this in the second half of the show. We'll be talking specifically about this cigar and how it came to be and that kind of stuff. But, Juan, uh, before we get to there... We need to start at the beginning, like we, we, we often do. There's some folks probably watching.
0: The year was 1942.
1: <laughs> the the year. No, uh, there's probably some folks watching that may not be as familiar with Hoya de Nicaragua as others are. This factory, Juan, it's, it's one of the most important factories in the entire world because, as we know, Juan, Nicaragua has become the epicenter of amazing premium cigars. So many amazing premium cigars come out of Nicaragua. Most people's favorite brands, Tatawaje, My Father, Padron, uh, Espinosa. I mean, you can go on and on. I think there's 64 factories in Esteli, Nicaragua. But the one that was first, Juan, was Hoya de Nicaragua.
2: Yeah. Next year, we have the honor of celebrating our 575th year of foundation before Columbus got not kidding. kidding. Wow, <laughs> you were like, okay, no, yeah, 55 years next year, actually. 55 years. Um, and to correct, man, now we have more than 80 official cigar factories wow. in Regis- registered officially as cigar factory. That means there are a couple of dozen more smaller factories that aren't officially registered that they're just rolling cigars in the in the in the garage of some home in esteli or, or nearby. So it's a lot of cigars that are being rolled. Uh, of course, uh last year was a record year for cigars in the United States. But most of the cigars that were imported, almost two thirds came from Nicaragua. So that's 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 quite a, quite an amazing feat, you know. Uh and kudos to all of the cigar makers, the ones that you'd mentioned, and, and many more that you didn't mention, the list is, is incredible of talented cigar makers that continue to 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 make cigars from Nicaragua. Of course, that is not without its challenges. And a lot of listeners and watchers know that uh, that we've been having a rough time over the couple last couple of years, not only Dealing with dealing with COVID and uh, you know an increase in demand, supply chain issues, uh, you know labor issues, tobacco issues, so it's been it's been it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge, but we are very grateful to be working in this industry. If the cigar industry was the greatest industry up to two thousand and twenty, now it's become it's, it has suffered an upgrade, and you'll see that coming forward in in the sense of. The amount of love and the investment that companies are making to make sure that we continue growing and we're getting the best cigars possible to to cigar lovers uh, around the world. So we're looking forward for the next years because we we began, although your question was about the history. It's
1: all right. No, we'll, little, get, we'll get there. We'll years. get there.
2: <clears throat> we'll get there because I, th- I feel that, that we all need to understand that our industry, our products have began a new phase. Uh, starting in 2021, um, everybody is on a different uh, on a different scale. Everybody is thinking differently. The world has opened up in a in a way that that we didn't conceive before, uh, and I think this has injected a new energy, a new enthusiasm to our business. That is not responsibility of just one person or one group or one country. It's a collective thing. You know, it's. Uh, all of the efforts that we've been making over the past decade or so in building the reputation of Nicaraguan-made cigars, of premium handmade cigars, is coming to fruition now as we see more cigar lovers coming to the, this experience. You know, More members in the community, newer people coming to enjoy cigars, and of course the cigar lovers uh, from before enjoying more cigars and being more open to our products. So I think it's quite an exciting time. And for us at Hoya Nicaragua specifically, that we've been in this business for, for quite a while, we've seen ups and downs. And I think that the last conversation that we had probably was like what, in 2020, late 2020, beginning of 2021? Yeah. I think we still had a, a more of a somber expectation. We were coming out, we were in the middle of the pandemic. We were talking about the challenges of keeping people safe. Uh, of producing cigars in the middle of a pandemic, of market shutdowns, of countries having been you know, shut down for long. And, and, and we spoke probably more of a challenges. Now, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to see how we can now talk about opportunities and a gratefulness to, uh, to the blessings that our business has, has, has been receiving and mostly thanks thanks to cigar lovers around the world.
1: Now, uh one, let's talk um real quick uh, why Estelí. I mean there there's obviously there's great there's several great growing regions for tobacco in Nicaragua, Condega, Jalapa. But the epicenter seems to be, you know, Estelí there. What is it about Estelí that uh makes it such a hub for uh great cigar factories and tobacco what what is the specific characteristics of that town that seem to have become such an epicenter of this premium cigar hobby that we all love so much
2: that's that's a phenomenal question and it's actually a question that we've asked ourselves um, a lot recently because as you face you know some challenges of availability of cigar makers people are you know as more factories located in Esteli, less available people to make cigars, competition is fierce. So we ask ourselves, is, is Esteli the, the only place? You know, is there is this the only place where we can do this? Or new factories that are opening up in Esteli, they ask, you know, yeah, let's everybody goes to Esteli. Why Esteli? Um, and I think there are multiple reasons. Uh, and some of them have to be do with geography. I think that Esteli continues to be the best place to grow and process tobacco, not the only one, but the best one because of its closeness to uh, at least the major cities in the countries. Um, To Managua, it's just two hours away from Managua. Jalapa, which is where we grow most of the tobacco, is about four to five hours away from the capital, from the airport and everything. So it's a little bit farther away. Uh, But Esteli is also, it's growing to be sort of a bigger city now, which means that there is a lot of more energy. There is a lot of more creativity. There is a lot of more talent, and talent in different dimensions. It's like when you think about Silicon Valley, except for cigar making, you have talents from. In the case of Silicon Valley, you might have engineers, you know, marketers, uh, managers, executives, and all that. In the case of Esteli, we have a big pool of talented cigar makers, boncheros and roleras, that we call them, the the people who roll the cigar, who roll the bunch. Uh, we have a high concentration of very talented people because the companies have done a great job in teaching and in, 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 in leading the way in transmitting a lot of knowledge, a lot of uh, experience. You know, we have people in Esteli that come from Cuba or from the Dominican or from Europe or ourselves that have been teaching people to make cigars. And that's, a, you know, it's a trade. It's a craftsmanship that it's not easy to learn unless you have, the proper school to learn. So you might wanna open up a cigar factory, you know, further down or somewhere where it's less popular, but training people and retaining people and the attitude and the experience is not easy to find. So Esteli has that, not only has, does it have the soil and the geography to grow great tobacco, but it has the people to work that tobacco and, uh, it becomes sort of a vicious cycle because as you have more factories and more talent concentrated there, it's harder to get away because mm. you might find more people other, in other places, but to train them to, to make sure that they have the rhythm, the, the capacity to do high-quality cigars is not easy to get. Um, so I think right now the biggest asset that Esteli has that makes it the jewel of the world for cigar making is its people. Uh, the people the, of every generation, we have younger people, medium and older people that have been making cigars for more than 50 years. We have people that are in their mid-40s, mid-50s, and then we have a young, younger generation that are you know, early 20s, mid-20s, and uh, they are you know, learning and doing the best, uh, in, 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 and they themselves are teaching the, the, the next generation to make cigars. So I think that is all. That is the biggest asset, but at the same time, the biggest challenge, because it's not unlimited. You have a limited amount of people that can work. So we are constantly—I wouldn't say competing, but we are constantly working to retain and to attract the the best possible cigar makers uh, that we can get, and 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 that's and that's the challenge. Yeah, I
1: and think. the and the crazy Another thing, Juan, is. is- is Esteli itself, I mean, um, if you've never been there, it's not a big town. I mean, we're talking about a, a very small, charming town. You could walk down sort of the main street in, you know, 20 minutes, and you you could get from one end to the other. So when you say there's 80 cigar factories operating in Esteli, it's not as if you're thinking of a town like Denver or something where there, there's all this room. Like, all of those cigar factories are packed into a very small geographic
2: area. Yes, you could actually walk, Esteli, from one one side to the other in about two two hours, two and a half hours. So it's not a big city, indeed. It's roughly two hundred thousand people living there. Uh, so yes, you might find a cigar factory in every block of the city almost in every block of the city. It's sort of now, like Starbucks in Seattle, sides. right?
1: Like like in Starbucks in Seattle. Yeah, like, exactly. There's a Starbucks on every corner of every street. Like that's sort of the way it is in Le with cigar factories. There's a cigar factory almost on every corner of the
2: street. And, and almost everybody that lives there is in a way related to cigar making, either directly or indirectly. In every household, there is someone who works in cigar making, uh, either in management, administration, or just in cigar rolling. So it's it has, it does have a quite an important impact on the livelihood of, of so many people. Now you have different sizes and different dimensions of of cigar factories. So when we talk about the 80 cigar factories, it's not that you have 80 mammoth cigar factories like A.J. Fernandez or My Father's Cigars or Drew Estate that have, have 2,000 rollers making cigars in, 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 in their factory. You have the ones that i mentioned but you also have medium-sized factories like like hoya like uh, tapsa uh, like placencia which we have somewhere between 400 to 600 700 people and then you have a lot of smaller factories uh factories that have you know maybe uh 10 couples uh, 20 people making cigars or 40 or 50 or 80 people making cigars most of them most of the 80s lie in that in that group so when we talk about the number of factories, doesn't mean that we have huge, you know, it's industrial town in Italy. It's mostly small scale. And remember, we're still talking about artisanal products. So most of our people are artisans in their way. I would call them more artists than artisans, but it's combined. You know, it's a artisan is an artist that works on a trade. So uh, most of our people are artisans in, in many ways.
1: Now, Juan, when, when uh, some, well, and the folks that are watching, and, and pretty much everybody who's watching is a uh, you know, cigar fanatic, obviously the dojo, the dojo uh, fan club, the, the, the people that follow the dojo and the people that watch the show, I mean, they're, re- they're really into this. I mean, they love their Dominicans. They love their Honduran cigars. Uh, occasionally they'll have a Cuban, and obviously the United States uh, has some great stuff. When when folks are lighting up a Nicaraguan cigar, especially like a Nicaraguan Puro, it means so much to that country. This is, you know, really one of the main exports from Nicaragua. And so the, like the artisans that you that you just mentioned, the, the folks that are that are rolling these products, the, these are just, you know, they're they're down home folks and it means so much to them. Uh, when we support uh, Nicaragua and these products. And so it's a really cool connection because, you know, here we live in the States with these big, huge cities, but yet we're buying, you know, expensive products from this charming small town in Nicaragua. Just talk a little bit about what it means to that community, you know, that fact that uh, this uh, hobby that we love so much and that we spend so much time, money, and energy on Goes to uh, that little town of Esteli in Nicaragua.
2: Well, to be fair, it's not a favor, right? Uh, you're you're not doing a favor; and they're not doing a favor to you because they do. Uh, you are paying for what you should expect of a high quality product. That means tobacco that has been aged, that has been well rolled, that has been well processed, that has its time that has its craftsmanship, that has been taken care of. So for every dollar, every cent that any of you invest in buying a Nicaraguan cigar, you should expect the best, you know, you should expect the best. Although you should also understand that this is an artisanal product. That means that there might have some imperfections in the process because it's handmade. Uh, No machines are involved. You know, the quality control is, is very artisanal too. Uh, so you might have some issues uh, in some cases, but in general, uh, you should expect a premium handmade cigar to deliver the satisfaction that you expect it to, to deserve. And that's what all of these people do. They work very hard and, and and when maybe it's very hard to translate in words unless you visit the factory or a IA factory to realize the amount of dedication and commitment that has to go into making each one of these products, you know, the the irony is that that you know this product that we invest so much into making and that you invest so much into buying, you we burn it down into an ash, you know. So, <laughs> right. Uh, there is there there is so much there is so much that goes behind that, but it means a lot. It means a lot because not. Right by now, I think more than fifty thousand people are employed directly and permanently in cigar making. Uh, when you think about in Nica- in the case of Nicaragua, uh, every household has on average four point two persons in between father, mother, and children. Uh, so we're talking about more than two hundred people whose lives are, in a way, impacted, benefited, if you may, by the trade of cigar making because one of their members works in cigar making they earn their living because of cigar making the contribution to this industry to the well-being of 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 nicaraguans in particularly esteli means that we've been able to push a great or big trench of people not only away from the risk of poverty but closer to the quality of life that you would get on a, we call it a higher industry or a service industry. Uh, On average, a worker in the cigar business earns, I would say by now, roughly 50% of the minimum minimum wage in Nicaragua. That means that a person that rolls a cigar is earning at least 50% when we include benefits and, and, and bonuses and all that. At least fifty percent more than what they would earn making a shirt in a textile maquila for you know a renowned brand of sportswear that would be the second alternative of this generation of, of workers. Uh, so we not only are, are they get being paid more, but they have access to a series of benefits and conditions that very unlikely they would get in any other business or industry that that they work with. Remember a country highly dependent on agricultural products such as coffee, sugar, mining. Uh, so the big alternatives that they have uh, either is to immigrate to the United States, that by the way, a lot of the, a lot of them do, or to work in, in cigar making. That allows them or gives them a door to a higher quality or a higher standard of living. And you complement that with all of the efforts that the cigar factories do not only because we are committed to the well-being of our people because ultimately the quality of our products depend on the satisfaction and the well-being of the people who make them but also because we're competing with each other so we want to make sure that we retain the best and we retain the best not only by paying the best but also by providing them with opportunities for example we at hoya nicaragua have uh, an open policy of scholarships available for a worker so they can study, uh, finish their, their school, but also study a university career. We have people who are doing their MBAs uh, or their law degrees or their medical degrees. People who, although they are, they could start as rollers and bunches, but eventually they'll jump, they'll jump to, you know, to the next level. And we see it every day. We see how cigar making becomes like not a stepping stone, Better a catapult to a higher standard of living to the point where a lot of Nicaraguans that you know, managers of factories or spokesperson of factories, they make it in the, in the big games, man. They make yeah. it in the big games. And that's something that cigar, makes, cigar making provides them, something that no other industry in their country gives them. So in a way, by purchasing a Nicaraguan-made cigar, you are contributing to raising the standard of living of thousands of people, of thousands of people directly. That's amazing. Now,
1: uh, Juan, let's talk a little bit specifically about Hoya de Nicaragua. Uh, Some of this may have not been possible. We can't rewrite history. We can't go back in time to figure out what would have happened had Hoya de Nicaragua not um, started the factory in Esteli. But uh, give us the uh, Reader's Digest version a quick summary of the history of the company because it's so fascinating the fact that this one uh factory, this one brand has still been operating for all of these years in that town and has has created this uh burgeoning industry. Uh give us the uh the summary of the company, the Hoya de Nicaragua factory and brand.
2: Yeah, I think I think the magic is that even if it was it hadn't been hoya i think the cigar industry would have jump-started so we started in 1968 as nicaragua cigar company the first cigar factory in esteli and actually the first cigar factory in central america in the central american region outside of cuba and the dominican republic so we are the first factory and we were the only one for many decades because it was started by a couple of Cubans, uh, Juan Francisco Bermejo and Simon Camacho, that they emigrated to Nicaragua after the Cuban Revolution. They started growing tobacco, but eventually they started rolling cigars. After them, we had, a, uh, we had other cigar makers that came down to Nicaragua. Uh, Fuente came to open up its first factory in Nicaragua before going to the Dominican Republic. Uh, after the revolution or around the revolution, they, they went to the Dominican Republic. Padrón came to Nicaragua in 1972. They had their factory in Miami, but then they moved to Nicaragua in the early 70s. And that's where you have the first genesis of the Nicaraguan cigar. Um, Even though we had many decades and even centuries growing tobacco, the expertise of making cigars was only established in the late 1960s by, by the Cubans. So we have to recognize and pay tribute to that Cuban heritage that we have also as an industry. Nowadays, we talk about the Nicaraguan cigar industry because we became our own persona. We have our own identity, our own way of doing things. But the truth is that the roots are nonetheless Cubans. And we are very, uh, we are very humbled by that. And we are very uh, transparent to say that we do still have some traditions also because a lot of our colleagues in the industry also come from Cuba. Uh, more recently. So during the 1970s, you had a few factories established. Then came the Nicaraguan Revolution in 1979. Unfortunately, uh, with that, we had the nationalization of all businesses, including Hoya and Nicaragua. We also had the beginning of a civil war that lasted 10 years. A civil war that happened, its worst part happened in Northern Nicaragua, including Esteli, Jalapa, Condega, where we grew tobacco and where we're based actually making cigars. So in the 1980s, we saw a very challenging decade, but even in the midst of those challenges, a civil war, an economic embargo against the country, uh, Hoya Nicaragua continued operating. It continued building its name, its reputation and its legacy, uh, not in the United States because the products could not be sold legally in the United States because of an economic embargo, but in Cuba, in Asia, in Latin America. And that's, that's how Hoya Nicaragua became one of the first, if not the first, well-known Nicaraguan brand of any product outside of the country in the, in the 1980s. Then with the 1990s, we have the second genesis of the cigar industry as uh, the, the revolution ended. Peace came to Nicaragua and with a new government, also new opportunities came. Hoya uh, Nicaragua continued operating. That's when my father gets involved in 1992 with the company. But then you have other families coming down the placencia family came back to nicaragua the oliva family and then we have the boom of the 1990s when you have this growth of the cigar business uh, and reputable known brands like drew estate like verdomo like uh, uh, oliva like uh, rocky patel are established coming from nicaragua and from honduras uh, of, of course we all know the history of the first cigar boom that ended badly for a lot of people, including a lot of Nicaraguan cigar makers that had to shut down. Uh, and then in the 2000s, we see a new resurg- resurgence of cigar making down here. And that's when really things, really, um, things get, start getting interesting, when you have a new generation of cigar makers coming down to Nicaragua and complementing the efforts of, of the old guys. Uh, Padrón, Placencia, Oliva, Joya de Nicaragua were already established. But now you have the energy and the enthusiasm of Drew Estate, Uh, eventually my father's cigars, AJ Fernandez, and a lot of new other factories that come, uh, Roma Craft, Espinosa, and all of this new blood for Nicaragua that starts injecting a new energy. And now uh, by 2022, Nicaragua has become not only the leader in cigar making in terms of units volume, but also the leader in terms of quality the diversity of brands and the diversity of talent that is based in Nicaragua is 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 impressive it's it's truly impressive
1: yeah I, I want to talk a uh, uh, real quick before we go to break uh, about the relationship between Hoya de Nicaragua and Drew Estate uh, if you've ever had the luxury of going on the uh, cigar safari with Drew Estate um, you get to see the the Drew Estate factory which is absolutely amazing and um, there's paintings on the wall, there's rap music going on, it's it's a new hip sort of uh, vibe, I don't know how you describe it, um, the subculture studios and so on, but you have this relationship with them, um, and yet you guys uh, at Hoya de Nicaragua, and you go to your factory, it's a very traditional, um, old-school factory. Uh, the juxtaposition of these two factories is is very interesting, but yet you guys have this amazing relationship. Talk a little bit about the relationship between Hoya de Nicaragua and Drew Estate.
2: Well, you know, we are here and we have the relationship that we have with you guys thanks to them. You know, you remember coming down with you guys to the cigar safaris very early on when, when all this uh, cigar experience began with, with Jonathan Drew's uh, inspiration of making Nicaragua a cigar destination, you know? Uh, and I think you, you you put it nicely, the juxtaposition, and we see each other as that sort of yin and yang, you know? We are personalities that are completely different, uh, both identity-wise, culturally-wise, even ideologically-wise, but that we complement each other, you know? There's always this perception that, uh, that two sides of the coin contrast, but the truth is that we see each other as complements. Everything that we do uh, in a way is inspired and is also guided, at least for the United States, by the knowledge, the experience, the attitude of the Drew Estate family Uh, and and the other way around, too. We've supported Drew Estate in many ways, um, not only providing them with the first traditional brand in their portfolio back in 2007, when they were growing very fast, but they had not a lot of options in the traditional segment and Hoya Nicaragua was the cigar that opened the doors in a way for, for Drew Estate in the shelf outside of their uh, infused cigar, you know, it's outside of acid, outside of uh, tobacco, and all, the, all of the products that they had, Hoya Nicaragua was the first cigar to open up the doors. and. I think that the core of the relationship is a combination of mutual respect and appreciation, humility, and persistent learning. Like a lot of what we do today, again, is inspired and driven by our learnings with Drew Estate, who are our partners because they are our eyes, our ears, our heart in the United States market. We are Nicaraguans. We talk Spanish. We talk about Nicaragua. We, we can talk about you know a lot of things, but when we go to the United States, our symbiosis is via Drew Estate. They are our translators, but they are also a chef, and they've, they've done a fantastic job in not only protecting and growing Hoya Nicaragua, but making the making the brand their own absorbing it as part of their portfolio. And I think that that respect that they have given to Hoya Nicaragua has allowed us to strengthen our relationship. And we're very thankful for the opportunity because they know what they have. They do have a jewel in their hands, but a lot of people get a jewel in their hand and they mess it up, you know. (laughs) Uh, But these guys have done a phenomenal job in having a jewel that was rough when they got it. And they've helped us, um, you know, clean it up, and making it what it is today, so uh, I think that's part of the key in this in this great relationship that we have as two, two brother, uh, two sibling companies. Uh,
1: when we get back from the break, folks, we're going to be talking uh, specifically about the Hoya, the Ninja Agua, uh, which is no the cigar. Day. The Hoya Ninja. <laughs> sorry, Jordan. Jordan is so picky. Jeez,
0: he gets he's so picky. Times.
1: Folks, this show. Is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo and Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Alec and Bradley Wagyu. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today at JR Cigars. Jordan, let's go to our update. Uh, We've been tracking uh, recently with our new leaderboard the cigars of the day, the week, the month, and even all time. These are the cigars that get uh, checked into, smoked uh, on the Dojoverse the most. Of any cigars that we have. Here it is, the Dojo Top 10. This week we're going to be focusing on the weekly results. Last week we did the all-time results. But Juan, we're going to be talking about the weekly results right now. So let's talk about first, Jordan, the Top 10 Brands. Now in the brands, this is an amalgamation. Is that a good word? Jordan, agglomation. Yeah. of all of the cigars smoked and checked <laughs> into. We're talking about tens of thousands of check-ins. So let's go through these real quick. At number 10, Crown Heads. At number 9, none other than Hoya de Nicaragua. Uh, Steve Saka comes in at number 8 with Dunbarton Tobacco & Trust. Pete Johnson, Tatawahe at number 7. We have a very strong Camacho following. They They come in at number 6. Uh, the Protocol Boys, very very Ooh. strong following on the Dojo Verse. Uh, General Cigar comes in at number four. Uh, Terence and Aganor Salee are at number three. Uh, Drew Estate, which we've talked quite a bit about tonight on the show, is at number two, and none other than Eric Espinosa hits number one. But let's talk about the num- the t- top ten cigars, Jordan, of the week. The top ten cigars, Juan. This will be of interest Hey-o. to you. Coming in at number 10, the Laranja Reserva Azulejo. Did I say that right? Azulejo. Azulejo. The Camacho Factory Unleashed. Knuckle Sandwich Habano. That's uh, Guy Fieri's cigar. Uh, Laranja Reserva at number 7. Terrence's uh, Supreme Leaf at 6. Undercrown Maduro. Knuckle Sandwich Maduro. Guardian of the Farm. And here's what kind of surprises me: the Murcielago, that's Mercy super Long pop, ago, super yeah. popular this week. But number one, Juan, oh yeah, number one this week is none other than the Hoya Ninjuragua. Uh We're going to talk about that in great detail in a minute. But uh, Juan, what do you what do you make of that list? Anything jump out at you on those two lists?
2: Well, the first thing is it's humbling, you know. I see ourselves uh, in the top ten companies on those brands. Wow. it's uh it, it's it's an honor you know to be uh, to be recognized by you guys uh, by by the community by the dojo community uh it's 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 incredible to see you know tatua Don Barton and to have three parts three of the ten to be related to us uh, Steve from Don Barton of course we make some of his cigars and also drew estate as our partner you know it's 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 incredible, and and we appreciate that, and we we are humbled, and and that makes us more more responsible to make sure that everything that we do uh, is in line with what you guys want and need and aspire to. So thank you very much for for giving us the opportunity of being there. Yeah, the, the crazy
1: the crazy thing, Juan, about that list is that isn't a list of uh, you know what uh, some single reviewer decided or whatever or is is it even the list of what people rank them at that's literally a popularity list of what people are actually smoking this week and so that gives you a, a really good feel for you know what's popular obviously the Ninja ninjaragua we're gonna talk about that here in a second uh, but uh, you know when when a cigar comes out like that 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 we released Friday and people started getting them by the way kudos to smoke in because they ship them so fast. Yeah. People, People were yeah. getting people were getting them on uh, the Saturday. If you lived in Florida, you might have got it the Saturday after the you know, after the release. So it was incredible. Uh, but we're gonna talk about Ninjago in a minute, uh, guys. We had a contest this week that was put on by none other than uh, Daniel R on the Dojo Verse. He had some freestyle live uh, packs from Drew State that he wanted to give away, and it was in, in honor of his father who passed away from cancer, and um, so he was he he put together this really really uh sweet contest and uh it meant a lot to him and so we were honored to be a part of that thank you Daniel for uh allowing us to be a part of of honoring your father who passed away last year and the winners i have in my hand right now so if you're watching uh you could be a winner to uh, enter it was super easy all you had to do was respond to his Contest post that we had up for a couple days Here are the five winners, Jordan mm. uh, Winner number one, Todd T You are a winner Winner number two, Eric W Winner number three Jay Fumo Winner number four, Mr. Wirt And winner number five Is none other than Hall of Famer Kevin Acuff nice. So I'll, I'll say those real quick again uh, Kevin Acuff, Mr. Wirt Jay Fumo Eric W, Todd T, all of you five, make sure to get your address to Daniel R. He will send you one of those uh, Drew Estate freestyle packs. Very hot right now, the freestyle packs. Everybody's trying to get their hands on them. So you guys are lucky enough to get uh, one of those packs as a bonus from Daniel R. So make sure to give him some love for that. Thank you, Daniel R. All right, back to the show, folks. This is episode 331 of Smoke Night Live. We are chatting with... None other than Juan Martinez of Hoya de Nicaragua. Juan, last Friday night was a great night. We, uh, You were on the show with Abe. You were on his show. And then later that night, I had Abe on my show. We re-released the Hoya Nicaragua. Now, this is a cigar, Juan, that uh, Jordan and I are uh, specifically excited about because of all of the 22 or so um cigar collaborations that we've done over the years juan i think we put the most personal effort into this blend that 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 i can imagine Um we went down for a uh cigar safari i think it was 2018 yeah we we made you work that's that's
2: what what you're saying right i think we made you you, i think
1: i think we made you guys work um we, we, you guys had some blends for us and you gave them to all of the guys on Safari. The guys on Safari picked a blend that they liked the most. And then Jordan and I, for the next couple of years, pestered you guys into tweaking slightly this, give us a little bit of this, give us a little bit of that. And eventually, our goal, one was we want to come up with a cigar that, that most, um, how do I say this, Jordan? That, that really accentuated, what Nicaraguan tobacco is all about. And I, I got to say, like I really think that this cigar represents so much to us because it really does have everything that is amazing about Nicaraguan tobacco. Uh, Juan, talk a little bit about uh, your experience on the Ninja uh, And then I have a funny story about the name, but go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, that process and how that came to be because these collaborations, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't uh, spend two years on them. We might spend a year on them. But this one was, it took us the longest because we really, really wanted to get it right. And we feel like we got it right.
2: I, I think we do. I think we do. You know, we're in our, in our business, in our industry. Uh, we, you know, cigar cigar makers are phenomenal at telling stories. We become storytellers by trade almost. Uh, and I think that's, that's something that, that accentuates the way we want to make sure that we represent our products, our story or something. But the truth is that the story of Ninjarawa is one that excites not only me, but our whole team because of the way it came to be. And it came to be from, from the floor. You know, I still remember the day that we were sitting down at the factory during one of the visits and we were talking about this and making fun and, you know, oh, if we get this cigar, we'll send you a contract to with the royalties and all that. Uh, but you guys, were hands-on at that moment i don't remember how big the group was i don't remember how many of you were there but you were working you were touching and we're talking about you know the attributes and the quality and the essence of the tobacco from esteli you just you just threw out a a a survey out there in facebook asking (coughs) which tobacco do you prefer from nicaragua but we did that all on site working and talking and it was very premature. This again was a few years before we actually came out with the with the final blend. But that beginning, that start of the story, legitimate story, because you were there. I'm not making it up. Uh, made the the made the project and made the product even more. Uh, I think more exciting. You know, more more. I, we had a personal stake at that because we had this connection from the very beginning and. Uh, uh, you know, we went through the rounds and, and okay, you guys made the first batch and then we will send it to you and you tasted, it and we came back and we did a few rounds of that, but we want to make sure that this came out of you. Like we could have made any other cigar and send it to you and say, this is the collaboration and we'll just put the numbers, the names together. But that wasn't the point. The point was to make it a authentic collaboration and not only between Dojo and Hoya and Nicaragua, it also was a triangular collaboration between Drew Estate who had opened up the doors for us to be part of the Dojo community, Dojo and, and us. And we wanted to make it more than a product itself, a, a, a sort of a token of friendship and, 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 and relationship. And I think that ultimately the name, you know, that ended up being one of the coolest brand names that we have <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a representation of that, man. So it's the fun project, but it also was uh, one of those things that grew out of genuine, genuine, uh, you know, communication. It yeah. was between you and me. You know, we were throwing things down there, then a chat and then an email, and then you came back and we sent the samples. You know, that, that part of the process is what makes it very interesting, you know, and, and, and making sure that a product that we wanted to bring to you uh, and to you, into the dojo community, was rich not only for the profile and the cigar that we were making, but the whole experience of making it. We wanted you to be part of it, and we wanted to be part of it to, together. And I think that that's what made Rawa for us one of the best projects that that we've done. When you add up the the ninja stars and the swords and the and the nunchucks and and smoking into the equation, it makes it even more. More, 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 more exciting, you
1: know. Yeah, the funny thing about this uh, project, Juan, that uh, I, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times. By the way, my hair is Jordan. It's getting crazy. It's getting crazier as the show goes on.
0: Standing up higher and yeah. higher. Uh, let's
1: see if I can do this. Tommy uh, anyways, yeah, think I think I'm Tommy. Boy. Uh, the the name of the cigar was so funny, Juan, because you you guys actually had this name when we very, very first started this, you kind of had this sort of like little snicker on you. You were all excited, like, hey, Eric, I got the name. It's going to be, uh, how about this, the Ninjaragua And Jordan and I were both just like,
0: Well what eh. <coughs> Juan, didn't you say that the Drew Estate boys would refer to you guys as the Ninjuraguans?
2: Well, we had, we had that like sort of uh, internal, you know, joke about, you know, we were, Oh, ninja! Awa. Every time we were on the road, we had this sort of <laughs> secret uh, code of, of of the ninja Awas, you know, with masters, and 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 you didn't like it at first. No. When we felt that it was more appropriate. You know, it was uh, <laughs> it, it was cool, and that being a, a fabulous, you know, such a cool brand when you have your guy, your sumo there. Uh, oh yeah, so it was it
1: was amazing. So like, what happened was. After after we said no, nah, we don't. We, that name's just it's it's too it's too it's too on the nose. You know, it's too on the nose. So like well, we got to think of another name. And and Jordan and uh, me and Jack Hire, uh, who now works at Drew State, I remember us sitting at the Drew State compound in in Esteli there until like four in the morning. And we were literally like thinking of like okay, uh, what's another name for Jim? What's another name for Jewel? What's another name for? And we were going through everything. Couldn't think of anything for like t- uh, like a year and a half. <laughs> it was it was literally a year and a half, Juan. And finally, there was this there was this epiphany moment where we were like. You know what? I think Juan's name for this cigar is the best name of all. And and then and all of a sudden we realized like how stupid have we been for the last couple of years? Like we had the name right in front of us the whole time and we just like kept like throwing, you know, pushing it to the side, pushing it to the side. But eventually that just became the name and now I can't think of this cigar Juan in any other way.
2: No, yeah, indeed. And and the packaging ended up being cool because it was inspired, you know, on the on the shape, the triangular shape of uh you know, the sword kind of thing and it ended up being being quite nice. And I appreciate that you guys accepted our crazy proposition <laughs> they made that way. But we, we, we felt it, it was it was fitting. And uh, I think people are having fun with it. And I think now with the dojo verse when you see people commenting it and and, and, and the swag that Drew Estate has come out with to, to promote it has been has been incredible. It could have been better, I'd say I think.
1: Now, uh, we re-released the cigar. The first time we did it, Jordan, how quick did the first one sell out?
2: 30 minutes.
1: The first one sold out in like 30 minutes. And obviously when you do a re-release, it takes a little bit longer to to sell out. And and this particular one took about uh, six and a half days to sell out. Um, Juan, getting to re-release this cigar, uh, it was something that I know we really wanted to do and I know that you guys really wanted to do because it went so fast the first time, you only really wanna re-release these sort of special projects when they're, when the cigar itself, it really does eventually boil down to the cigar itself. And the cigar itself, this particular cigar, it just deserved another shot at it because I think this is one of those cigars that you can smoke it in the morning, you can smoke it at noon with lunch, and you can smoke it at night with a scotch or a bourbon. It really is a nice cigar to have at any time of the day. And it was one of those cigars that we just really wanted to bring back because it was so popular. People liked the blend so much. And bringing it back was a special moment for us, and I know for you guys as well.
2: Yes. You know, and, and the important thing for us in this in this cigar was that we continue to share the essence of Nicaraguan cigars and, you know, every every cigar maker, every house, if you want to call it elegantly, has its own identity, its own personality in the cigar. So when you smoke the Nicaragua, you'll find the Hoya Nicaragua DNA in it. But it's it's quite different from the rest of our profile because of what you guys bring to the table. And that's for us the essence of the collaboration. But it, for us, it wasn't necessarily because of the speed that he sold out the original badge it's because of the way we wanted to continue connecting with the dojo verse you know i personally even though i don't post a lot of pictures in the dojo verse i'm in it very often and i'm seeing what people are you know smoking and i i always saw people smoking the, the ninja agua you know one day ago or a few hours ago it's like wow man i, I think we should we should come up with the second and give more people the opportunity to have more the truth is that it's a very short run um it's about 500 packs of six cigars which is you know nowadays for us cigar smokers not a lot uh so we wanted to give we wanted to open up the opportunity so more people could try it or the people who really enjoy it to have to have more of it and to be honest i hope that it's not the last run i honestly hope that even though we're not going to do it constantly uh, we'll be coming out once in a while with a newer or a different Ninjaragua version. I think okay. we already had that name chosen for the second run, uh, but that's going to be there.
1: Very- <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Juan, I think everybody wants to know uh, what's coming up for Hoya the Ninjaragua in the next uh, coming months. Uh have you guys got some stuff planned, anything that you can share with us, even if you aren't specific uh without giving anything away. Uh what what what's what what's uh, coming down the pike for you guys?
2: Well, actually, if you ask because this year for us it's a year of, of focus. Uh so last year we came out with a couple of uh cool releases. We had 200 to commemorate the anniversary of or the bicentennial anniversary of the Nicaraguan independence. We have GT20 to celebrate the 20th anniversary of antaño 1970 it was our first full body cigar to come in the market now this year uh we have a couple of interesting things coming uh, but most of all we have a very cool project that is not about cigars itself it's about the connection between Hoya nicaragua our retailers and our smokers it's called uh amigos de hoya nicaragua club de amigos of jdn basically so it's a program that will allow us to bring cool and exciting products, cigars, exclusive to a group of retailers who have been mm. friends uh, and family of Hoya Nicaragua uh, over the years, and we'll be introducing with them a couple of exclusive items we have, and one that have, we've been something that we've been asked for for a while. That's an extension of Numero Uno. Oh. Ayo. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: ask you about that in a minute, but go ahead and finish.
2: And then we also have some uh, exclusive items coming on the Antonio family for for this group of retailers. So uh, soon we'll be releasing uh, some news about those those items. So right. we're gonna focus on the brands that we already have. So we're not bringing any new. Actually, Ninja is one of the few projects that we have for this year. We're gonna start focusing and making sure that people get the cigars that they want and this year is a year of getting the cigars to people's hands right. the truth is that unlike any other moment in our history the has been so high that we've been super slow on stock in some items uh so it's been difficult to, to get some of our core products even the silver that some of you were smoking they're enjoying numero uno has been very hard to get uh, even the Antanos antonio Cete has been very hard to get so we're focusing on Getting those cigars to you guys and making sure that you have your stash to, to enjoy it.
1: Now, Juan, uh, before I let you go, uh, I got to ask about the Numero Uno. Um, this cigar, folks, if you have not had the Numero Uno, it's very atypical cigar from Hoya. It, it's literally it's in my top three cigars I've ever smoked of all time. Obviously, it was the number one cigar of the year on Cigar Dojo. Uh, was that last year, Jordan? Or the, 2019, 2019? 2019. Um, Yeah, 2019, and to this day, Juan, every uh, couple of weeks, I go into my backyard when there's nobody around, and there's no distraction. People want to know, like, hey, you guys review cigars all day long? Do you still enjoy cigars? You know, that kind of question. Yes, that— Yes, we do. I do still enjoy cigars, and one of the cigars that I enjoy, and I kid you not, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, is the numero uno. To me, that is one of the pinnacles— it is a pinnacle of a blend. It is the most amazing butterscotch, nutty blend. It does not seem it's so complex. It's so amazing. Can you just talk a little bit about Numero Uno and how that cigar came to be? It is absolutely one of the greatest cigars ever produced.
2: Well, coming from you, man, it's 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 an honor and, and, and I feel very, very, very humbled that 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 cigar represents that to you because I know, and I fully understand the way you guys, and you particularly, Eric, appreciate cigars. So so thank you. Um, you know, numero uno was was a cigar that, we told the story a couple of times before, uh, that came to be not because we wanted to sell that cigar, but because we wanted people to enjoy and appreciate the quality of the products that we make. And it was actually originally designed for, um, yeah, I don't want to sound um, exclusive, exclusivist in any way, but it was designed for cigar smokers from all over the world, but of a higher realm. Like, like a know, luminaries. You know, L- it was Emperor. for luminaries, right? Exactly, Ambassadors, you know, people who, you know, got a really special present. Uh, and this cigar came to the market because of someone who smoked a gift that was gifted during an event. The cigar was not for sale, but he got it, he smoked it, he really enjoyed it, he rated highly, and then we brought it to market and we continued making it for, for cigar. And it's it's a very, very special cigar because only one pair of of, 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 of cigar makers makes that particular, each size. Well, we have two sizes, that, uh, La, uh, L'ambassador and Le La, La Premier, and only one couple makes each one of those sizes. And we only use the best, quality tobacco, of course, uh, but it's been designed to provide that sense of elegance and that sense of sophistication and complexity that uh, you know one of these high-end cigars can give you. And I think numero uno, the way you've described it in a way uh, represents that. And we are it's got a number one cigar by Half Wheel, number one cigar by you guys. It's on the number six or number seven cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado. So it's been there it's been out there as one of the best cigars we've made and we're very proud of it.
1: Yeah, that's that cigar folks. Um, do do yourself a favor if you haven't tried it um, get your hands on some Jordan. I, I know every when, when when we're out by the fireplace and I say Jordan I need, I just need a really good cigar. Just bring me something really good. So we do. That's we get that cigar Juan because it never fails and it's so atypical of of your guys' blends, which right. makes it super interesting. Uh, uh,
0: also, I did a poll earlier in the show. I guess you got to reveal yeah. the results. Favorite Nicaraguan growing region. Um, so we got 12% Ometepe. Interesting. Uh, 36%, interesting Jalapa,
1: yeah. 36% Jalapa. 36% uh,
0: Jalapa? Uh, 0% Condega. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, it's... Aroma and combustibility, you know. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: and fifty-two percent Esteli. Fifty-two percent Esteli. Interesting. That's a good poll, Jordan. Thank you for for doing that. Hey, uh, Juan.
2: Cool. I, I, I'm impressed by the Ometepe statistic because not a, people, not a lot of cigars have uh, Ometepe tobacco in yeah. it. So I'm surprised yeah. a lot of people still appreciate that. That's uh, well,
1: cool. Juan. I can't thank you enough for joining us on Smoke Night Live on this Friday evening, my friend.
2: Thank you very much for having me. It's always an honor uh hopefully it's not the last time man so <laughs>
1: and of course not we
2: appreciate people people enjoying their ninja and let us know what you think man i'll be in the in the dojo very soon uh chatting with some of you guys so uh thank you everybody for the support for the love and for the trust that you give us and uh from us from hoya nicaragua our deepest gratitude our deepest love uh from Esteli. so thank you very much dojo thank you very much sensei and thank you very much to the team all right,
1: don't go away, uh, Juan. I'm going to talk to you after the show for a couple minutes. But, folks, uh, Wednesday night, Flavor Odyssey returns. Robbie and Randy, the greatest cigar pairing show on, on the uh, Internet, Jordan. It is. Yeah, it's with Robbie and Randy. And this uh, Wednesday, Robbie and Randy will be pairing the Opus X, the Fuente Fuente Opus X. Jordan, what would you pair with the Fuente Fuente Opus X? I think I, oh. have, I have my pick in mind. Well, you know. I, what I'm going to do.
0: I, uh, without, uh, without going to bourbon.
1: Without going to Bourbon,
0: <laughs> I think Guess I think that would be the obvious choice. I, I uh, think
1: I'm going to go Mojito that night. Mojito. I think I'm going to go Mojito that night, just because that cigar. You want to let that cigar be the. I kind
0: of y- want to go like Old Cuban.
1: Oh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick for that one. I want to let this. I want to let that particular cigar be the the front runner. I want it to be uh, the engine of the train. You know, I'll just be the caboose. And I'll let, the, uh, I'll let the cigar be the engine, and my mojito will be the caboose. That should be fun. So make sure to tune in Wednesday night for that. Uh, next Friday night, a week from tonight, we'll have Steve Saka on the show. Steve will be uh, hanging out with us. It's always fun to chat with Steve. The week after that is Matt Booth will be on the show. Uh, A couple weeks after that, I think it's the Bourbon Junkies we'll have back on the show. Bourbon Junkies, amazing podcast, and we'll be talking bourbon all night long with the Bourbon Junkies. As far as tonight goes, it's Friday night. It's Friday night, Herf. That means you get on the Dojoverse, get your app. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the little uh, subscribe button. Click the little notifications button. Please give us a four-star rating or five-star rating or however many stars you can give. Ten stars. Ten stars on any of the uh, platforms that we're on, Apple Uh, podcasts and Google and Spotify and Um, iHeartRadio and uh, MySpace. Make sure to like us on MySpace. And uh, we'll be hanging out all night long with Ryan from Rocky Mountain Cigar Show. We'll be hanging out with Scotty from Trinity Cigar Lounge. And we'll be hanging out with Matt from the dojo all night long. Until next week, remember, never never smoke smoke alone. alone. We'll see you next week. And then there's a commercial. There's a commercial coming.